The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello everybody and good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for May 2nd, 2023. I'm Herbie Allen and I am joined by Twinkling Tori as always. Hello Tori. Hello, Herbie, and wow, that's amazing. You even know what the date is when you're going to be in your kitchen? I know, isn't it? What happened? Are you feeling okay? All right. No, actually, I'm not, but that's neither here nor there. I am going to uh, make this thing work. Uh, I may as well, since I already put the buttermilk in the... Uh, the chicken in the buttermilk, so uh, heck, I don't even know what <laughs> You put that. the buttermilk in but, the chicken? Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> So guys, I don't know if you hear the birds or not. Um, the reason why we is do. I actually do have the window open. All right. So I do have the window open because I'm going to be frying, and I'm hoping that having the window open ahead of time will help keep the smoke alarm from going off. One can hope. And uh, hi, birds. You want to say something to the audience? There you go. Uh, they're, they're saying happy to tweet you. So today we are going to do oh, buttermilk fried us. chicken. Yeah, they are tweeting us. <clears throat> um, unfortunately for them, the dinosaurs come back in style now, thanks to Mastodon, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Today we are going to do a buttermilk fried chicken. And um, this is very, it's called a spicy oven, oven fried buttermilk fried chicken. It's really not that spicy, and the spiciness is going to depend largely on you. So you are in control. I want to thank our crew today. We've got uh, on the Zoom side, um, Active Angela. and uh, Angela. On the Artistic Angela, yeah, there you go. And um, then we'll have Active Allison, I guess, on the uh, Clubhouse side. Hopefully she's not radioactive, but... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> No. Okay, that's good. And um, <laughs> Chanel is going to is uh, streaming for us today. So uh, there you go. And uh, how this will work, of course, guys, is uh, we'll, I'll do the talking. It looks like I'll be doing most of the talking as uh, Tori has uh, dogs that uh, are disrespectful. Well, actually, yeah, I think I think my dogs are going to be doing most of the talking. It's just exactly. that hopefully you're not going to hear them too much. Very good. Well, we will find out. And uh, so on that note, let's get things started. So the tricky part with this recipe is we do have to do some frying before we can do our oven. The good news is that the frying, I mean, we want it to be precise to a point but it doesn't matter if the chicken's like fully cooked or not because its final destination is in the oven and we do want it crisp so this is the most complex part but we're gonna do it so the first thing I'm going to do is put some oil in the pan it calls for a fourth cup of oil and I honestly don't measure I just put enough to kind of cover the bottom of the pan and a little bit extra so we're going to do that. The oil comes, of course, in a uh, 48 uh, ounce uh, fluid ounce bottle. It has the narrow neck, kind of like in the middle. 
that divides the top part from the bottom part. I don't know why they design it that way, they just do. So, and the neat trick with oil is if you want it to come out to slower, you can refrigerate it and that can make it easier for pouring. So I put some in the pan. Now we're going to deal with our chicken. So if you read the instructions in the email, which I'm pretty sure you guys did not, that, that's okay because unless you're cooking with me, it doesn't matter. I did actually say though to marinate the chicken ahead of time. And it really only calls for two hours. Mine's marinated a little bit more than two hours. I did it like uh, it's, you know, the most I've ever seen is 24 hours. I should have covered it with saran wrap. I just used foil. Same difference, maybe. I don't know. And Another I option is to fridge. just put it is to just put it on the in the fridge uncovered, which doesn't actually hurt it. Nope. Um, I would imagine it probably could expose, you know, I mean, I mean, I guess you hope that nothing drops or anything like that. But anyway, mine has been sitting in the fridge since late last night. And we're going to now take out the pan and uh, very carefully make sure we don't uh, move anything. Now, we can start to let this warm up a little bit so I don't have frozen pans when I deal with this. So what we're going to do is now get our dry ingredients in a, another bowl. And this one, it doesn't require precise measurements, but you want to definitely make sure you have enough to work with. So I think it actually technically calls for a cup and a half of flour. And um, yeah, we're going to do probably like a cup and a half to two cups because... It, I usually find that, uh, I don't know if it's just me and how I do things, like I overcompensate, but I usually find that uh, more is better. So that's been my experience when battering it's, things. It's better to need to figure out what to do with leftovers than to not have enough. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I guess when I put the salt in this... You know, if I put the salt next to a battery, does that mean I have a salt and battery? Or Okay. Um, so I'm going to... I've got my flour in a container. I'm going to pour it into the cup and a half that I have. Actually, can I scoop this out? It'll be a little bit easier. I'm doing this all over the mixing bowl. And... Uh, okay, there. That's in the bowl. You know what? We'll do a little bit more. And next is going to be the garlic powder. And this, of course, is going to depend on your taste preferences. And I'm just going to pour a bit in there and call it good. I'm not going to do a precise measurement because, honestly... It's one less thing I have to worry about, and we like garlic, so and it's all going to blend in with the buttermilk anyway. And when it comes to so, seasoning, it's always a matter of preference. Yep. And also, and actually, in, in my the... case, whether or not my dad's coming, which he isn't, which means I get to use as much garlic as I want. Hey. So that is that. I've got to finish up the rest of my container. So 
we're good with that. I'm going to need to get more garlic powder. Next is the pepper. Now this one is going to be really dependent on your taste, of course. We're going to be careful not to overdo this one, though, because too much pepper can really make it spicy. Especially if you're using red pepper, like I am. I should try this with cayenne pepper. No. Um, so I'm just putting a tiny bit in. This comes in a round container with the little, uh, you know, little holes to keep it from just coming out with the garlic powder. I just, I didn't bother with the holes. Now, just a little bit of salt. A little bit of salt. Is, where did my salt shaker go? Okay, fine, my salt shaker disappeared. Let's wash up first real quick, and then I will look for it. And then we'll get to frying. Okay, did my salt shaker, that was not the salt shaker that fell. Alright. And part of my problem is I have too much junk on this counter. But let's try this. Okay. So when things disappear, it's never fun, but uh, I mean, the salt is not completely crucial to the recipe, but uh, you know, it does give it a look. Okay, I've got popcorn salt. I guess I could use that if nothing else. Well, it's a slightly uh, different uh, texture. missing a salt shaker and of course it's going to turn up when I don't want it did it get up here any chance no it did not all right then no. we will just make do without salt and call it good. Um, good for the blood pressure anyway. So. Alright. So now what we're going to do is I'm going to just stir all this up and then we're going to get the uh, hot oil ready next. And with that, we're just going to fry it for just a little, a uh, few minutes on uh, each side, and then we're going to place it in a baking dish. So now is a good time for any questions so far. All right, All right we have one hand up. Oh, All right. Um, Ibrahim. Ibrahim, alright. I was wondering if you could use um, fresh grated garlic instead of uh, garlic powder. Don't see why not. 
Okay. Thanks. I think the the, the seasonings really are um, their suggestions, and you could adjust them however you needed to. Um, so, yeah, and whenever it says garlic, you can usually substitute for the um, grated garlic, like fresh grated garlic or crushed garlic or however you do it, um, rather than the garlic powder if you want. It just, you have to bear in mind that you want different quantities, but then since you're adjusting that to taste anyway, just do whichever you'd prefer. Awesome. Um, I was just worried that maybe the garlic might burn in the oil. I've never fried garlic. Well, um, we're only putting yeah. it in the oil for literally a couple of minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, big, and then it's going in the oven. Okay. So, um, I mean, if you were going to be completely frying it, then you might have want to worry about that. Um, but because we're literally just having it in the oil for a couple of minutes, um, before, just to crisp it very slightly just before it goes in the oven, um, it shouldn't be an issue. Thank you. All right, any other questions? No more uh, raised hands here in the You're um, breaking up a little, no. Kirby. I noticed. And we have no raised hands in Clubhouse either. No raised hands. All right. Um, give me just a minute. Let's see if I can sort out my tech issues real quick. Yeah, you know the old sci-fi movies where you hear those kind of digital beepy noises when a robot-type creature is supposed to be talking? That's how you sound right now. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, that's how you all sounded to me, too. So, um, okay, we're going to try this. Hold on, guys. And um, because I'm actually uh, working on my remote rig here. So, well, whatever you're doing right now, you sound better. I'd say you sound normal, but well. Okay. Okay. I still sound digital. Okay, that's not good. That's not good. All right. We're going to try something that I think will work. Give me just a second, guys. Um, thankfully, we're not frying anything, so I can deal with these tech issues. Really. You're being difficult, you stupid app. Okay. okay. Now I now should I sound, sound normal. normal. Well, I uh, hesitate to say normal, but you don't sound digital anymore. Yeah, that's a good thing. All right. When one method doesn't work, we just switch to another. 
and hopefully this will work. And uh, that's um, live on our technical difficulties, folks. But uh, hopefully I'm not too quiet or anything like that. So let's... You uh, sound fine. So I've... Okay, good, good, good. So I've been stirring the uh, stuff. And um, last check for questions before we get on to the next part. All right. Hearing none, I'm now going to get my oven, or not, well, we will go ahead and preheat the oven too, but I'm turning on the stove now for the oil, and uh, this part we do want to let the oil completely warm up first before we place in the uh, chicken, and um, because uh, we're going to be frying a few pizzas at a time anyway. So, I because I know what I'm doing, I'm going to do four pieces at a time. We've got eight chicken thighs. So let's talk about the chicken itself. And then Tori will talk about what she's using. I'm using the bone and chicken thighs because that's the type of chicken we like. But you can use whatever you want. It doesn't specify, it, it says chicken pieces. It doesn't really specify bone-in or boneless. So um, we're just... Uh, Usually ones that want you to do boneless definitely are more specific in terms of uh, that. And uh, Tori, what are you, you're, well, I think you're using a tofu, correct? That's correct. I'm using tofu. Because a firm tofu would be the best option for this particular recipe. Um, because it's going to keep its um, texture better and be more like the chicken would be texture-wise, which means it would work better for this recipe. I mean, you could potentially do it for something like mushrooms, um, but I think that the firm tofu, having the firmer texture, would be less likely to fall apart when you're trying to deal with it. Also, tofu is really good at absorbing liquid, which means that marinating it in the buttermilk or the, the buttermilk equivalent that I did um, will help it to actually absorb some of that buttermilky flavor in the first place as well. Very good, very good. And so the instructions say to do medium-high heat. And um, it says fry for 8 to 10 minutes until brown and crisp on all sides. So normally what I do is about 4 minutes per side. And then we're going to place it into... I'm going to use a cookie sheet because that, that does actually work really well for a chicken. But uh, you can use another baking pan. You could rewash out your current baking pan and that you use the buttermilk for and do that, whatever works best for you. Okay, now you're probably wondering, how do I know if the oil is hot? Well, or at least hot enough for the frying of the recipe. I can feel the heat coming off the stove, but I just know that it at least takes a couple minutes to fully heat up. And I just, uh, I'm not going to feel, obviously, inside the pan. So and I'm just a comment regarding the cooking time um, is that it, cooking time is going to depend on the type of chicken you're using and also the size of your pieces. Yes. Just All for right, anyone so who did I'm, not know. 
Yes, very good point. Alright, so I'm taking out the first piece. It says to shake off any excess buttermilk. Oh, now I can hear the oil start to hiss. Okay, that's a good sign that it's uh, done. Okay, so I'm just coating it with the uh, mixture. And I'm going to carefully place it skin side down. Okay. And you can hear that start to sizzle. Actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do three pieces at a time because that's a little bit easier to work with than trying to find all four pieces of the five. Actually, you know what? I can do this. is a big enough pan. Death. Okay, so pan death. Oh, dear. All right. One other chicken room and that we're putting it in the mixture and there we go hey Google set the timer for four minutes and now that is going All right, so are there any other uh, questions? Are there any questions at the moment now that uh, we're letting that fry? None here in Zoom. None in Clubhouse either. All right. So, so now what we're doing is we're just letting it fry and then I will come back and um, what I'm going to do in just a minute is um, flip the chicken and I personally will be using a double spatula for flipping the chicken when um, I'm done with that when we're done so that's what I use is a double spatula and you've heard me talk about it before. And um, it works really well because I can just grab the chicken with it. And I'll try to describe the process while I'm doing it. But uh, that's how that works. And I have both the window open and the kitchen fan on. And I figure between the two, we just may not have any smoke alarm to deal with today. And... One can at least hope, but uh, we will get see. credit for trying anyway. Exactly. And today is not a good day for barking out the window because the blinds are open. The window is open, so people would actually for sure see me if they are out there. And, well, and my my curtains were open and my window was open when I barked out the window earlier. Yes, when Tori is so desperate that she actually will try barking out the window, quiet her dogs. 
and uh, yeah, but I don't know what that tells you. So, so uh, Tori, are you gonna what? What are you are you gonna serve anything with your uh, tofu version of this? Well, I was going to do baked potato and veggies, but then I decided I couldn't be bothered to fuss with that, so I'm just gonna do some fries. Ah, oh, there you go. Yes, fries will go really well with this, and I think that's what we will do too, actually. Ours, mine, these will be the air fryer type that I can just pop in and uh, let them go. But, mine will uh, go on a tray in the oven while this cooks in the oven. Very good. And in case anyone is curious, um, yes, you can make vegan buttermilk, you, uh, which is what I did, which you just need a... Um, cup of dairy milk of your choice and a teaspoon of either apple cider vinegar and lemon juice you just mix the two together and let it sit for a while um, and then you have the closest thing to buttermilk you can have without having dairy buttermilk all right very good very good All right, so um, if anybody has any questions, now's a good time because we're about to get to the most uh, intense part of this uh, cooking experience in just a second here. So. All right, we have Ibrahim. That's... Ibrahim. Yep. Um, I just wanted to say, you said, Tori, you said any dairy milk of your choice. <laughs> hey, Google, stop. Um, and uh, okay, I meant I any non-dairy milk. I, Thank um, you for pointing money. out my mistake. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's a, um, a non-dairy milk chicken after like the buttermilk uh, uh, the, the if you use the non-dairy milk and then add the either lemon juice or apple cider vinegar to it and I do mean non-dairy milk not <laughs> dairy um, although I suppose you could do it with, with dairy milk to make buttermilk yourself from scratch um, but Essentially, it reacts with the um, milk in a way that it gives it a similar kind of effect to the buttermilk. Um, Taste-wise, I don't really know if it's exactly the same because I've never had dairy buttermilk, but um, it's supposed to work in the same kind of way according to lots of other people. Who have said so. Okay. Oh. okay, thanks. I I just didn't think it would uh pick an app. Alright, so I'm flipping the chicken pieces. So let's talk about the skillet that I'm using. We'll come Ready? back to the hold on. Yeah, we'll come back to questions okay. in just a moment. Okay. So if you have questions guys, I promise I will get to you in just a moment. I wasn't gonna promise I love you guys or anything like that, but so. anyway. Um, so I'm just flipping the chicken, and so now the tricky part is trying to feel with the spatula which piece of chicken has not gotten flipped yet. Okay, so I can tell by the fact that with one piece of chicken, it's still soft on with the spatula. So I'm grabbing it now and flipping it, and they should all feel... No, oh, actually, they just feel soft. Maybe it did get flipped. Okay. I'm going to use the spatula to gauge where the chicken is and flip it one more time. 
this part is perhaps the most trickiest part of flying. There we go. And you, you, you just have to be careful with it. But I'm doing it all by feel with the spatula. I could use my hands if I really felt so inclined by using the spatula as a guide to know where the chicken is so I'm not touching the oil. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Set the timer for four minutes. But I do not feel so inclined unless I absolutely have to. All right, Allison, who have we got? We have Jeanette. Jeanette, welcome. Yes. Oh, and I spoke too soon oh, about the Good alarm. job, Herbie. Love that smoke alarm problem. Uh, <laughs> so it didn't work then? No, oh, it, it did not. <laughs> All right. So let's go, hold on, give me just a second. Oh, it stopped by itself, it knew it was coming. Okay. It didn't work, I don't think. Yeah, it worked. I, I, it stopped by itself. Okay, go ahead, Jeanette. So that was actually part of what I was gonna ask you. Have you ever um, considered when you try to flip the chicken putting a um, glove on your other hand and using that just to touch the top of the chicken so that you don't end up. Part of the reason I don't like to fry is I hate wondering what will go wrong if I don't flip all the pieces of chicken, which could happen to any of us. So, so okay. This do you ever good. worry and how do you compensate? All right, so first of all, I'm hearing a lot of extra background noise. Uh, hold on a second. Um, uh, if you are not Jeanette, could you please remain muted and uh, uh, for a moment while we talk to Jeanette? Thank you. All right. So let's deal with this first. Shut up. All right, Austin can tell things to shut up, so so can I. Anyway, on the, anyway. So great question, Jeanette. First of all, no, I, I don't even know if it would be safe to use a glove in hot oil. I must admit it's never occurred to me. Um, that uh, I did try it once. The only thing that actually happened is that I got hot oil all over the glove. So. Yeah. I'd be a bit, call me a masochist. If, I'm, if I can't use a metal the spatula for this purpose, I'll... Just like I said, I'll use the spatula and use my hand to feel because I'm not going to put it in there long. I just need to feel if it's flipped or not. But yeah, I could use the spatula to feel that, okay, the top side is soft. Therefore, it's not, um, it, it still needs more time. It, it, it needs to be flipped because it's not the one that's flipped yet. Mm -hmm. That being said, I prefer recipes like this where they own, the chicken only needs to be partially pan-fried because you get the fried chicken effect, but you get the assurance of cooking it fully in the oven. So the idea of this is just to crisp it, not to uh, fully cook it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I used to um, tell people, yep, I just used my finger very briefly. And yep. um, I remember being told, well, that's why people see so many scars on your hand. I said, well, yep, I'm good with that. 
Yep. Yeah, well, it's, it's the most... Like it's the most accurate way it, uh, is to just try not to have your finger on there long enough that it scars. Yeah, if you know how to do it safely and... Yeah, exactly. And, um... I'm sure, yeah, if you do get... But you know what? I'm, 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 for those of you that are newly blind, you're probably getting scared by this conversation. But for those of you that have been blind a long time or since birth, hey, Google, stop. You know, yeah, I think you'll be able to know what I'm talking about. You probably like me, you probably run into a lot of things, especially in my case, I did when I was young, dumb, and ugly and didn't pay attention much to where I was going. So I got a lot of pumps on my head when... I was young, and they were, a lot of them probably were avoidable, but, uh, you know, as a oh, blind person, fun in that. You, you just have to live your life. Exactly. And me, I think you're right. As a blind person, you're going to have a lot more scars and things, but you don't even notice it after, you know, okay, that's going to sound wrong, because I'm not trying to make it like, oh, we don't get but if you do something, you don't notice the little things. You get an occasional bump. Yeah, you're going to notice something big, obviously. So don't... I'm not and saying... Uh, and if you are careful when investigating stuff, then generally, even if you did get a... Like, touch something hot enough that um, if you had your finger on there too long, it would burn. If you remove your finger quickly, generally a few seconds of pain and um, it'll heal. But I'm going to tell you another interesting trick, guys, and especially if you also want to avoid hurting yourself, do a cooking call like this. And the reason I say that, because one thing I've noticed from doing these calls is it makes me think out more what I'm doing. So I'm not just doing it, I'm thinking about the process and describing as I go along. And so it actually makes you just naturally be a little bit more careful than you might be otherwise. At least that's been my experience. And it's one thing I think Chanel really likes these cooking calls. She says sometimes the food turns out better when I do it this way. And um, it is because I'm just more naturally careful because I'm trying to describe every painstaking detail to you all as I'm going along. So... Um, Alright, batch chicken is out with batch number one. I was able to get it all out with a spatula. And it's now sitting on a cookie sheet. We're going to, that I did spray lightly with Pam. Chicken pieces, five, six, seven, and eight are now going to go into the thing. I, by the way, I didn't mention this earlier. I was using a regular mixing bowl. It says to use a shallow bowl, which you can. That does depend on your preference. And, uh, in fact, I've got a story to talk about with shallow bowls in the other the other day too. So, um, oh, I had nine pieces of chicken. Okay, I think I can fit all five in this pan. So, um, I have several fried chicken recipes that are like this, where you fry them for a bit in oil and then you put the rest. Bake them in the oven. Another one I'll do, which I did for 
Janine's cooking marathon, and I'll bring it to the cooking call at some point. It is a very much more labor-intensive recipe than this one, though, and that is my is a Church's Fried Chicken. For those that don't know, Church's Chicken is a restaurant. And, um, okay, I've actually got two... You know, this is a, another thing that makes me glad that for various reasons I don't end up eating meat because nine times out of ten with vegetables, if they're cooked to your liking, they're cooked enough. Yep. Because a lot of them you can actually eat raw, it's just whether or not you want to. Yep, very good point. Hey Google, set timer for four minutes. Yeah, so your chicken is a lot more uh, because a lot more batter, and so it's uh, yeah, I don't see it often. It's like a fried chicken and a biscuit, the uh, recipe that I have anyway. And um, we'll do that. I really feel like uh, taking on the so. Now that I'm done with my chicken pan, I'm pouring it for baking the mixing bowl mixture into the uh, garbage. Another way you can tell the chicken if you don't want to use your uh, hands is that you can't always use a fork. It's not the greatest at picking. You can use a fork or a spoon to kind of feel where you're at as a guide. So that is another thing too. And but yeah, as I was saying, you know, things like minor burns or whatever, you barely, you, you don't even notice. It's um, and you learn how to be careful in the process anyway. So. Okay, get what can I do? Yeah. You know, depending on the, but I mean, sighted people can injure themselves too. Let's be clear on that. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Maybe, you know, it, it it doesn't take, it's a matter of skill and knowing what you're doing that is what really matters more than anything, I would say. Cause, you know, and it's a lot easier and... to see what you're doing with your hands than it is with a glove. So although, yes, yeah. there are times you want to do it, um, like taking stuff in and the ovens on, um, there are also times when it's easier to just use your hand. Yep. All right. Who is next? We have questions here in Zoom. There's one hand. All right. right. Yes. Jim, five, four, four, one, all right. Welcome. Welcome, Jim, and a bunch of numbers. Yeah. Whoever's using Jim's account. Uh, I know it's medium for the oven, but it's okay. 375 is fine. It'll just take a little bit quicker. Um, it says 350. Mine is probably set to 375. And if you cook it too long, it'll just make it a little bit crisp. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Yeah. Dexter is the next person. Hey, Dexter. Hello. With regard to the issue in the two, you know, having a glove on, if the glove 
can have liquid soak into it. That's actually a hazard to touch stuff with it because it soaks in and it's hot. It takes longer to get yeah, your fingers away from that heat. Exactly. Second yep. thing, second thing is with regard to if you're worried about your fingers getting burned in that, turn on your cold water tap, and if if you do burn it, that is enough to cool the level by the type of damage. Yep. Yep. And if you've moved your hand away from the heat very quickly, um, in theory, you'll just have a bit of a sore spot for a couple of days and be perfectly fine after. Hey, Google, stop. Thanks, Dexter. Those are great tips. All right. I'm going to flip this batch of chicken. By the way, another thing that matters to you to know too with frying, like, you know, this part liquid, and so it's very easy to tell. But if I was um, a little bit here, I can I'm going around for an edition by other that I'm flipping so I leave my um kind of stand up instead of fully looking. So I can just kind of like over. So I guess you're looking with my wrist and voila it's it's going to supposed to be a bit here because I've got something up. Another thing is, if you have trouble keeping track, then it then just and it will help you exactly. to figure out. Oh yeah, if you're not one or two at a time, it'll take more time, which we have on this call, but hey, cool. That's timer for four minutes. Hey, go. Four minutes. Oh, now it hurt me as I was talking to Siri. Okay. And one of the things that I think is setting off the as you're cooking, you're cutting some of the oil, and I'm going to heat down just a little bit. Um, uh, and you can also do something like medium heat, for instance, cook it for even longer, you know, on this plate, so you to give your time to be dangerous to work with. And, um, all right, we don't have it. Oh, we do have hands here. Sure. Nice. Comment with regard to your smoke detector. I assume your yep. smoke detector is probably getting fairly old. And when they get older, they get more sensitive to simply bullshitting. So if you can get it replaced, you'll probably have less problems. See, I'm going to have to disagree that with that. Because we had a new one fitted at one point, and it was new. The fire department themselves came and checked it and everything. And the least little heat from, our, from frying anything on our stone water, I'm set off. Some of them are just overly that's, sensitive. Part of the problem. Part yeah, of the problem that, with this. That's unusual, is, though. It is unusual. But yeah. I do know they. I do know that they get more because they talk, and and they've done research and they recently were just old and then never had any problems afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Was, like they do yeah. as they get five years plus, especially. 
um, as well and because any valid reason for it and it was a new one we just kind of had to put up with it and quite literally anytime we were cooking anything that when the smoke alarm would be going off and we another person all right um before my mom did say what is that noise and i had to tell her who it was so um ibrahim right i um is this i you know i don't know why you i mean a lot of these recipes i have you know i the air fryer did not exist back then because I have recipes that, you know, these go back to, like, I, I have this recipe at least, you know, since, like, 2008. So, I I want to say, though, with this one, I, you know, that, that's when I almost check with an air fryer manufacturer. Can you put things with a liquid batter in the particular model of air fryer? Because, mm. you, you remember, you're dealing with a yes, partially liquid the... batter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I think we have a banana in the box. I probably put that uh, how it on taste or get it? that. I am definitely not an expo. Um, okay. so you do something really, really well first in cooking and everything. You could give this recipe to me. Okay. I'm setting off the smoke alarm here, by the way. We know the only reason I love the newer flatter burners is a lot easier. So you can burn it over. The other is, of course, our input, and so that's generating a lot of heat, which is also semi-warm. And so I'm just lifting out these pieces with my double spatula, and remember whether okay there's one piece that did not fully fry on that i missed okay so we're gonna get it out and back into the thing because we still got some hot oil to play with I'll turn it back on, make sure my oven is heated. Again, the good thing about this recipe is what we're aiming for is for it to just uh, be, its ultimate destination is the oven. So, and I'm gonna give this piece a couple minutes. And it is 10.50. 10, okay, let's do it. 10.15? Oh, what? 10.15. Okay, 10. 10.50 um, ACB time. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Like, what? Yeah. <clears throat> Which means that we're um, 10 minutes before we head into the last half an hour. Yes, yeah. And then, so, okay. This is what you get okay. for not remembering time conversions. No. But then you, you knew what they do, so you know, but the my point that I can remember if I was ahead of ACB time. Yeah. And here's a, that's a part of the fact, so I can't just 
Why is Angela be giving you giving Central time? Because she knows that's time zone. No, she doesn't. Because you're central to everything. You're, you're not, not central to me. Or the other. Mm, well, then I should be. No, you're not the center of Mars. Okay. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure Chanel would be my if I did feel like. <laughs> All right, so now that I got these up and I could tell that a couple chicken pieces not fully cooked, so I'm dealing with them real quick and just cooking them long enough so that they eat. So I will mention that I did get around to doing Heidi's chicken fingers and uh, it didn't turn out too bad. Um, I think it's all about mashing the thing. Uh, I bet that was messy. It was. Mm. So I'll just use a You didn't stuff it all in? No. version of them on the weekend. Oh. Alright. And I already know, I mean, I can already tell just by looking at it that they're going to turn out good, so have no um, in the oven and bake it for about till 30 minutes. Alright, that should be... It'll be 35-45 minutes, but it yeah. depends, again, on yeah. your chicken of choice. It depends on your oven. Yes, and it also depends on what temperature you set it on, because the recipe also says 350, yep. and you said you've got yours set to 375. Yep. So. so now that I'm done with the pan, I've moved it to a back burner. I will pour it in the sink later when the stuff is cooled down. The other thing, too, is I forgot to mention this, so I'm using... You can also use an electric skillet if you want. Okay, let's place this sheet in the oven. Google for 30 minutes. No. Hey Google. Summer. Hey Google. Cancel timer. Minutes. All right. She's being a little bit slow, and it's probably the same reason why I was sounding all robotic earlier. But uh, resetting the net would uh, present some problems. So that we'll just have to do, and I've not sounded choppy for a while now, so we will uh, call it good. But um, I use a skillet on the stovetop. You can also use an electric skillet. Mine has a nice long handle that I have. I have it pointed to my left, cause, and I like to hold it with the left hand and the spatula with my right, but facing the other way. Um, you want it facing, and you do not want it facing too much away from you either, because you want to quickly find it, and when I leave here, but all sorts of So, just some other things to consider when uh, dealing with the stove top. And I've turned off the fan because we can. Okay, it does in the past. It'll go off in a minute. Um, Alright, so a question. Somewhere from England. Um, I'd really check with your manufacturer, and then you'll just have to guess. But I know some air fryers like don't like recommend liquids. Really, I think solid things. So like say frozen, like the banquet type chicken, for instance, that's frozen. No, it's really meant by that type sort for meat that eats. Eat, um, but if you want to know about air fryers, we're not really. Tech. 
Thank you all for that. Probably a little bit too late for you, Patrick. Every other Wednesday, including this one with Jeannie Johnson. And, Although, um, if you potentially catch it when you and But I gotta tell you, so that, you know, it's so popular. Desi's Diner, uh, when Spot actually moved to uh, the Jeannie, so call that do not. Uh, it kind of is. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's I don't think his reason for relocating was to be closer to. You don't think so? No. But so you, you I mean, that might be considered a benefit, but I really don't think that that was the sole reason for it. So you don't think that she was hoping Jeannie would grant her wishes? You know, return to be free and that type of thing? Um. Sorry, it's you. So. It's okay. Oh, um. Good. Yeah. I'd be upset but, if you didn't. Oh, that, that, yeah, that, that, it would be. Right. Uh, in the meantime, do we have any other questions? No hands there. No. no. Right, oh, come on, guys, make our host get by the hour to do something, at least, not just sit and twiddle their thumbs. I mean. <laughs> They're probably now thinking, wait, we get paid? No. Yep. So, how much you get paid? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the more the more call capacity we have, the more internet people on here. You know, late night calls that you know from Australia. You know how, how, how could that be? You know, except now we'd be getting a text at three in the morning. I can't open the room. All right, we yeah, have somebody that Heidi. Oh, Heidi! All right, Heidi's come what to save us. I thought we got smile. We close get paid in love and participant paid in smiles. Yep. There you go. So if Australia is yep. an AC beach, and they called it, uh, you know, Australia Council for the Blind, you know, would that also be ACB or? Okay. Um, same with Argentina, I guess. And uh... anyway. Well, I suppose technically it would be. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, they work for the ACB. It's like, oh, really? All the way from Australia? Yeah, the Australian one. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the only way you'd be able to tell us with the accent if they say, good on you, mate, then uh, you know for the blind. Then, uh... Or they could call themselves the Australian Blind Council, you know, ABC. Hey, I work for ABC, the American Broadcasting Corporation. That's what no, I thought the yeah. ACB was called initially. Uh yeah, I can see well, why. The, well, the thing is that I didn't know the ACB existed, so the first I saw of it was just those three letters, which you automatically, when you see the letters, you think it's supposed to be A, B, C. And yep. um, so I had no idea why Patty was trying to get me interested in her alphabet group. <laughs> True but story. you know, ACB... Yeah, well, you know, hey, but look at it this way, you know, ACB, like ABC, has become kind of a very broad network where, you know, we host a lot of shows on uh, it now throughout the day. I mean, well, it already had ACB radio, so. Uh, yeah, it's, but, been, going uh, for, it's going, been going for three years now, and we still haven't got further in the alphabet. No, we've not. All right. Um. You know, I, I guess somebody could start to, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess we need to get further in the alphabet, guys. Three years. Well, three years, a year for each letter. So next year, 
I don't know. Next year, somebody's going to add a fee. Yes. And that'll be American Council for the Blind and Dogs. So so there's going to be a special branch for the dogs. Yeah. ACB dogs. Well, if you... yeah. So the question well, is, though, is that hey, going to be for blind is... dogs or or do- uh, guide dogs? Um, that'll be for blind dogs, just because guide dogs already do have their own branch. Well, it's the humans for the guide dogs, but you know. Um... So it's going to be the American Council of Blind Dogs. Yep. I bet those meetings will be rough. I bet so. Oh dear, and uh, I'll be chasing their tails by the end of it too. So the funny thing is, dogs actually real technically they don't say rough. They it's like rah rah, you know, or what we interpret as rah. But it actually yeah. depends because anyway. dogs actually make all sorts of different noises if you stop to listen. I mean, I don't understand yeah. what most of them mean, though. They certainly try their best to make me understand, but I think that makes them more intelligent than us, you know. Tyann has her hand up. Oh, that's good. All right, Tyann. And are you laying down the law? Um, No, the law is getting up. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, my my state, ACB, we skip letters, so... Because we are ACBO. Oh. oh. So we did get further down the alphabet. We just skipped a whole bunch. Well, there you go. <laughs> but I don't know if I'd want an AC that has BO. I mean, you know, that's. <laughs> Ooh, no. There, but, uh... That's true. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys. If you're wondering why we're not talking about cooking in case you came in late, the food's sitting in the oven. That is why. And I used a baking sheet again because it's the advantage with baking sheets is one, they can actually cook things a little bit quicker because you don't have the sides to deal with like you do with a pan. They can also fit more. So I instead of trying to do two pans of chicken, I could do one baking sheet full of uh, chicken instead. So... Well, no, whether or not it fits oven, better with a pan or a baking sheet depends on the size of your pan. Yes. It does. But even with a 15 by 9, like the bone-in chicken size, they can have, I mean, they can fit and smush together, but then when you add in the batter, that makes them take up more room, so... Get a bigger pan. You can get bigger ones. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know they made them any bigger than 15 by 9. I mean, you probably don't want to, but you could. I could. I could indeed. But instead, I'll get the rest of the food ready. How about that? So we're going to have fries and green beans. Um, So first of all, you might be able to hear the chicken sizzling in the oven. No. And, uh, no. Okay. 
Alright, I don't know. Should we do fries or hash browns? Chanel, what do you prefer? Fries or hash browns? Hash browns. Alright. Hash, hash browns, browns it is. It is. <laughs> yep. Alright. So I've got a smaller air fryer and I'm going to place patties in the uh, thing. Um, and once you've you cooked patties, you're going to cook Chanel's? Patties, you... Yep. Well, I was going to say that if they heard you talking, they might think we're cooking Kathy's <laughs> because apparently, you know, Kat, Patty and Kathy sound very similar. And I'm sorry that Americans just don't know how to hear enunciated T's, but, uh, you know, to be fair, that was, you know, I, I will honestly say, though, um, that was one of the culture shock things for me coming over here to the States. And when, so I came over to the, you know, I lived in England for the first four years of my life. And uh, even though I was born in Mississippi, but I was only there for like nine weeks, so it barely counts. Long enough to say I was born truly in the U.S. I guess, in case I ever run for president, you know, which I won't. But um, one of the things that was really interesting, and so I thought that words were spelled with D over here rather than a T, because that's how people pronounced it, like party. And uh, for, for instance, you know, they'd say, they'd say it with a D instead of a T. So I, I thought for a while that, uh, you know, it was... Literally, that's how you would spell things, because that's how no. you, they, 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 they don't see the T's. But no, it doesn't quite work like that. Mm. When but, I was uh, little, I used to uh, I used to pronounce them like that when I was uh, when I didn't know better when I was little. Because uh, I would say uh, it would either be a if it was a double T word, it would either be a double D sound. Um, or a, or as if it was a CK in the middle instead. So it would be either little or put or, or uh, in that, you know, it would be putty instead of putty or whatever, just because those are yeah. words that pop in my head. So. Yeah, well, see, so British parents don't ever take your British children over to America because if they do take the shortcuts that Tori talk, it would be perfectly acceptable over here, so um, and they'd fit right in. So if you want although, them to not talk American, although in my defense, um, yeah. I was learning Welsh as at the same time, and in Welsh, how you spell it and how you say it are exactly the same. So if you know the letters of the alphabet, you know how to say the word, and if you know how to say the word, then you can easily figure out the spelling. So yep. that kind of confused things for me. I bet. Well, you know, I wonder how much of that played a factor into the overall American accent because you had immigrants from, uh, you know, the, you know, Britain. Of course, we started off as, you know, a bunch of British colonies. And then, you know, like the Irish, they definitely. A lot of them uh, were from Ireland them, and Scotland, were weren't the 1800s. they? Yep. Yeah. And that would have definitely and, because uh, not to you, mention because they're, they're, the, yeah. they're um, Gaelic or Gaelic, depending on if you're speaking about Irish or Scottish. 
um, they yep. would have pr been pronouncing stuff the way that they would have been their native tongues, which would have given them the same problem as I was having. Yep. And um, at that time, you know, it wasn't until, you know, radio really that we had a true unified accent. But if you guys, you, you, still know, if don't. you listen to old recording, phonograph recordings, we still don't know. But that's true of a lot of places. You know, there's a lot of UK accents. There's I know that of, one. That one really that? irritates me. Everyone's like, oh, they got a British accent. What kind of British accent? Do you know how many British accents there what are? Kind of British accent. Yeah. Yeah, there's London, there's London Cockney, and there's more London Posh. You've got Liverpool, Birmingham. Well, just if you stick to London, there's the like there's the central London accent, there's the um, outer London accent. There's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But to be fair, if uh, somebody, if I was to hear Chinese, I wouldn't know which dialect was which, so it's all good. Um. It all sounds the same to me, so I, I, I guess, I, yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, so Should I put the hash browns in the air fryer. Yeah, let's see if we have any hands. All right, none here in Zoom yet, so. And none in Clubhouse. Okay. All right. So, you know, and I would assume that most Brits, I'm assuming they're good at telling you, know, like, different American dialects, you know, like the Southern accent versus, like, the uh, um, Boston-type accent versus, like, uh, the Chanel-type, the uh, Washington-type uh, accent. I definitely yeah. cannot tell just from the accent where people are in, from the U.S., but then I also can't always tell from the U.K. Some of them I know, some I don't. Right. See, but now, now, now I can also get, um, we're going to also do green beans, by the way. So uh, let's get to those. Another one that I can definitely get mixed up is the UK and Australian accents. And Well, the English and the Australian. English, yes, English and Australian. Um, there is a bit of a difference, but again, it can also depend on which dialect you're dealing with, too, from the UK. Yes. Um, but there is a slight difference. Because you cannot confuse a proper Welsh accent for anything except potentially Irish. Yep. And for the record, mine isn't as um, broad Welsh as it sh as it could have been, because a I spent a lot of time living in southeast of England, and b I married a Canadian when I was um, only just an adult, so that's kind of rubbed off a bit too. So. Mine is not yeah, as Welsh as it Nope. Her, hers is definitely not, no. Um, so, lesson number one, marry the Canadians when you're older so they don't rub off on you. And, uh, so, yep, you hear a lot of banging. I'm looking for my... Actually, I prefer my pot for the green beans. Okay. So... Why don't we actually talk a little bit more about cooking here? I know I've talked about canned green beans before. I can tell they're green beans because A, I don't get the other, usually I don't get any other canned vegetables. B, the bottom is different than the top in that the bottom has a more sealed, rounded lid and the top has a more pronounced uh, 
edge. So I'm going to use my manual can opener here. That's the only type I have and turn the little crank until the lid kind of doesn't pop off, but I can get open to where I can now pour the green beans, contents and all. One of the things I do like about canned green beans is I, not, not so much the texture, but the fact that they already have the water in them, so you don't have to do anything special. And then you can just turn on the burner and let them cook. I'm going to add in a little bit of butter. Or we could add in chicken salad. I don't know. How, does, how do you think chicken salad tastes in green beans? You know, something new. But, uh... No takers on that one? Okay. I'm going to do butter. And, uh, I'm waiting to do these last because the idea is this way we can serve the green beans, like, hot and fresh. So, um, as soon and have ever, try to have everything ready at the same time. That's Sometimes the trickiest thing is timing it so that you can serve everything hot and fresh. People always want you to serve their food hot and fresh. I don't need to. Oh, don't taste good. Actually, it doesn't. That's, uh, yeah. So, that's the yeah, tricky okay. thing with the meal prep. Me. You do have For a me, it doesn't matter because I'll just eat. We do have a question. Okay. Thankfully. You know. <laughs> yes, I thought it was better to actually All right, Chanel. Oh, sorry. I thought it was better to actually drain the water from the can and then, you know, make it cuz the water contains like salt and other stuff. Uh technically um, it is, no. but you can you can I mean, you can do it because of the fact that you're going to be straining them after you cook them it's not a big deal now if you were doing it in a casserole where the liquid would be being used then you you want to be draining it if you're or just back in the old days them, where i had green so, beans made in the microwave yeah yeah um uh, but but if you are um just going to be like boiling them on on the stove and then you'll be draining them anyway it's not really a big deal Nope, because you need to cook them in something anyway. Plus, we have the unsalted green beans. So, um, and anything that's in the water is going to boil out of it. So, yeah, it, it's, it mostly only matters water. if you're going to be making use of that liquid afterwards. Yeah, so when we make a green bean casserole, that's when we would definitely drain the liquid first. And because we just want the pure green beans, not the water mixed in with them, so. Yeah. All right, thank All right. you. Yep. Anybody else? There is one other hand. Oh, that's Chanel's hand. So there's nobody else here. All right. And uh, still nobody over on the clubhouse side. I've honestly not even looked. So. No, not at this time. All right. So we've got a few more minutes, about 12 to be exact. I don't know if we'll be able to actually try the chicken on the call, but I've made this two other times. 
and it will be delish. So, and, um, so uh, definitely encourage you all to give this a try. Let's see. So next week we're making enchiladas? Yes. All right. So uh, chicken enchiladas next week, guys. That'll be a much more uh, simpler uh, recipe. And so we'll talk about that uh, next week. And um, tomorrow it's uh, electric. Is it six? And we got a lot of other great calls happening throughout the week. We got some crafty calls that deal with craft, not the craft macaroni and cheese, but uh, crafting is in somebody's at my door. All right. Now that is crafty. It is. Okay. Also, if you're. You have another box? Okay. If you're newer to um, sight loss and are looking to ask some questions as you adjust while also heading into the workforce, then come on into Jobs World tomorrow because Sandra will be helping with um, job-related questions and I'll be helping from a perspective of dealing with sight loss and adjustments after it. And this is a one-time right. deal for me. So if you want to ask any questions, that's your chance. Oh, the questions I could ask. Um, well, it's a one-time deal. It'll be noon Eastern. All oh. right. So dealing with medications that come in a cooler here. So that's what the ringing of the doorbell was. All right. And I was about to put it in the freezer. That's not good. Okay. All right, making sure the. All right. So, on that note, dealing with everything, let's make see how our green beans are doing. So, uh, yeah, join Tori and Sandra tomorrow live from across the pond in the UK, and uh, they will talk about their perspectives on jobs and uh, all that so uh, with life after sight loss and uh, losing anything is uh, never fun but uh, it can be done okay so you, I don't know if you can hear the green beans boiling or not but uh, They're doing quite nicely.
Okay, they don't need to be done for too long, so I can turn them off. And now I can deal with this other box and get the stuff out of the cooler. So if you've not already done so, make sure you have subscribed to the community call list by sending an email to community at acb.org and ask to be put on the list. Make sure you include your name and email address and say, please add me to the community list. And they will do that. And um, you can also, while you're at it, ask them to include you on the cooks list as well, which is the ACB cooks list. So you can ask to be added to the community list and the cooks list. And uh, they'll do that. The cooks list is an announcement only list where you'll get information on upcoming calls and uh, some extra things that Courtney likes to send out. And uh, sometimes we do get things that other people have contributed as well. Like the articles so, that Dexter really helpfully sent in that we put up. Yep. Yep. And I was about to lock myself out, but that's... And if you story. have any requests for calls you would like to see, things you'd like us to cook or would like to be a guest, then email either acbcooks at gmail.com or community at acb.org and ask to be put in touch with either me or Herbie and we will see about getting you on the schedule. Yep. Um, if you want, if it's the scheduling, you'll ultimately probably be referred to Tori because she's actually in charge of the overall scheduling. She's also the nicer one. So, you know, uh, she's the one you really want to talk to. But uh, I do answer more direct questions and I will. So, of course, we'll say yay or nay as to whether we can uh, include you or not. And then, like I said, you get referred over to my agent and, uh, and just so you know, uh, the next three slots we have are not until after the convention in July. Yep. So, um, one thing though, I do want to mention when you do, if you do make a guest appearance on the call, um, some of the comments I get from people is they want to hear things described really well. So make sure you are able to be as descriptive as possible with what you are doing, why you are doing it, this way you're doing it, that type of thing. And so uh, just always keep that in mind too, and that really helps. And also we too. ask that you send out recipes to us a minimum of a couple of weeks in advance. Um, yes. If you can give them to us initially when you approach us, so much the better, um, because yep. then we can um, see them before we decide if uh, about putting you on the schedule but we need them a minimum of two weeks in advance because of making sure that they appear on the schedule exactly and we also take into consideration any recipes you want us to do you're definitely more of a guarantee of making a guest appearance on the show than um like us you know we but we have taken on a couple of recipes that people have given us uh, the pierogies and the gingerbread brownies are two examples of those so uh, we do take into consideration recipes people give us as well um but it's a lot more fun if uh, you make them so that reminds me next time uh, tabitha gives us a recipe we, we, we just need to see if she can make an appearance on the call 
And some people do things pre-recorded as well. Uh, Kayla, for instance, has... Uh, she did her hamburger buns, which I still need to make those. And that, that was a pre-recorded uh, thing that she did. But she was live to answer questions. So... And uh, we've done calls on online shopping and soups and all sorts of things. And also, don't forget to check out the Herbie's Cooking Corner playlist. And... Uh, that is where you'll find archives of past calls. I'm going to start putting some more up there. They probably won't be as edited as some of the older ones just because of time, but I want to get more uploaded. Hey, Google, stop. And we can take the things out of the oven and the air fryer. But we've got to uh, run as I'm doing that. So I want to thank Angela and Allison and Chanel. So uh, thank you to uh, all three. For getting us connected and uh, moderated and uh, all that type of thing. My thanks to Twinkling Tori as always for co-facilitating with me and her dogs who made an appearance today as well. Nice and to have you guys you to, on board with us. And thank you to Herbie for doing this in the first place. Also thank you to everyone who came and either participated or listened in Zoom and Clubhouse and those who are listening out there on ACB Media. Indeed. And so next week it will be enchiladas. And real quick, because I know you're at least know how the chicken looks. Uh, I'm just going to open the oven. Ooh, face the steam there. Turn my head away. Okay. And take the chicken out. I will drain the green beans in a second using a strainer, just pouring them in there. And by the way, another thing that I'll be having uploaded to my playlist is a cooking thing I did last Thursday for iBug Today where I made a meatloaf, garlic mashed potatoes, and green beans. So uh, hopefully once that gets uploaded, that'll also be added to the Herbie's Cooking Corner playlist. It'll be one of two meatloafs that uh, I've done. Same meatloaf, but... Uh, just different uh, places. So 